Hello everyone and welcome to Sober Gay Podcast, the podcast that gives you a front row seat to inspiring stories of people who have found freedom and joy in living an alcohol-free life. Hosted by myself, join us each week as we have fun and engaging conversations with everyday people about their journey to sobriety. From the challenges to the triumphs, come get inspired and learn about the amazing lives of those living a sober life. I really hope you enjoy listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this episode. Thank you. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Sober Gay Podcast with me, Sean. So today, my guest is Carl. How are you, Carl? I am good. Thank you very much. Yourself? Good. Thank you for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to our little chat. Good, good. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Re- ready to go. Perfect. Well, if you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, who is Carl, what are you up to, what, what tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm 38 years old. Um, I'm originally from Southampton, UK, but I've been living in Manchester for the last uh, 19 years. Um, I work in IT. Um, I live with my partner and my dog. And I stopped drinking at, on the 1st of January this year. So I'm coming up to around seven months now. Amazing. Oh, so did you kind of start like dry January? Is that how it started? Yeah. Um, no, I deliberately planned to. It was never just dry January. It was always. It was always going to be a start with a year. Yeah. My goal, and then take it from there. Starting the first of January. So um, I had a heavy night on um New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, it was all pre-planned. What I was going to do, and um, something really stood out to me. So I went to a friend's New Year's Eve, walking back late at night. And I saw um, a car overturned from probably drink driving. And I felt like that was a really, really good sign that this is is why you're doing it. This is the sort of stuff we're drinking. Um, So, yeah, that's that's me, really. Perfect. Well, if if you want to go back to kind of where your first where your first ever drinking started, like where did you first drink? Um, yeah. yeah, so it was at college. Um, I did performing arts, so we were quite an active, rowdy bunch. Um, but I knew I was gay from a young age, and I did start on the, the, the gay scene on a very, very young age. Um, so yeah, I was about 16, 17, but uh, at the age of it was around 18, 17, 18, mm. uh, I did get so drunk. Um, there was a shot around that was very popular at the time, I think it was called Traffic Light, where you mixed. Okay different shots together really um, what what shots were they so and uh, remember the aftershock oh okay the, i've heard of it yeah and they had different colors i don't know if it's still around now but you'd be they had different colors of those and if you mix yeah. them together and they were absolutely lethal yeah so i oh, had um, i had too many of them one night in a in a bar got really drunk passed out and i knocked my two front teeth out so Whoa. yeah so my two front teeth are like crowns and i've had to have them replaced twice already really yeah and like so I've had to live with that from drinking since like the age of 17 18 yeah in my younger days like because you weren't working I couldn't afford to have them done in a good way so they stood out and that was all you know so all day every day I'm reminded of drinking but yeah I still continued for many years yeah I guess I guess when you're younger you just don't think of things like that to be related to drinking but now because obviously like like when you grow older, you like you kind of like notice things it's like, oh, 
that is that is if I hadn't got like so smashed that then maybe I would have had my teeth but they look great <laughs> yeah a lot of money later yeah they, they look good but you know I could I could have avoided this if I was a bit more sensible but I don't blame my younger self too much you know when you're young it's just when you're a bit older and a bit more mature you realize how yeah strange. exactly yeah. oh my god you got you um you got me like thinking of like a time that um I went to um a friend's for Christmas one year and her mum gave us BMWs and it was like what were they Bailey's um some things start with an M and whiskey it was like a mix of that and she gave it us and I literally remember just like shot in it and like going back on the beanbag and I, it was like Christmas day and I literally just don't remember I think I blacked out and I was just like oh that was just the worst like <laughs> mixing drinks and I, I like especially when you're younger you just think you're so like unstoppable don't you but it's just like when you're younger you're like fuck it <laughs> Yeah, and because I because I was so young when I started drinking, I would mix my drinks, and I didn't actually know what mixing drinks was because I was so young. And yeah. then as I grew up, I was like, "Oh, I'm okay mixing drinks because I've always done it." Which yeah. In reality, I probably wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as well, like when you're um, like like in, in like part of the gay scene as well, I feel like that's kind of the way you kind of interact with people, and that's kind of like the one of the main reasons why a lot of like gay people kind of like meet other people through going out and that's a great space to be um but that's kind of where we kind of first started like introduced to drinking isn't it is that kind of your experience then yeah definitely I think for me you know 20 years ago being gay was very very different to today very different Mm. it was a lot more closed and um a lot more hidden so gay bars were like the main really one of the only places you would meet other gay people and as a mm-hmm. result you're in these bars then you're drinking yeah it, it, so it just comes hand in hand but yeah. you know it's a very, very different world today unfortunately yeah um so I guess you touched on like the um kind of a little bit of the reason of why you stopped drinking but if you just want to tell us a little bit more detail kind of what was the reason for letting go of alcohol yeah, so um, I guess it's really um, my life's really never been better than it has been now, really. Um, and I found like old habits coming into my new life. A lot of changed. You know, I've got a new partner in the last few years, a new job, and I'm you know very very fortunate. But those old habits coming in were putting me at risk of losing that, and it wasn't worth it. And I was t- taking time more to reflect. Um, and I actually looked back on my life, and I thought actually all of my dramas and all of my regrets of my life actually come from when I was drinking. And that's pretty much all of them. You know, I don't have many regrets and many dramas from my history, but the ones I do, they were related to alcohol. Um, and I was back, found it as I get older, getting more anxiety, very, very paranoid, really paranoid. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, something needs to change. But I did find that I was oh, I'm going to change, and then I'd go out next weekend, and then I wouldn't, and it's just like, you tell yourself when you're hungover and so on, and it's just over and over again. But I did something um, last year, at the end of last year, and it sort of changed everything. I had a really, really heavy night out, and I was laid in bed hungover, um, and I remember thinking, I couldn't remember what I did last night. Looking out the window, I was like, should I just now end it now because it's just ridiculous Mm. I was like you know and I had really I was really really ill that day and what I did is I wrote a letter to myself Mm. why I was in a really really bad state um 
And yeah, so I wrote a letter to myself just on my phone. Um, wasn't a massively long letter. And it just said, basically, it was like from my hungover drunk self to my sober self. And it said, basically, be begging to change what you're doing, say, explaining the pain physically I was in, I was having stomach cramps, um, my anxiety, just saying, you know, you're scared and all of this. So basically, I just was really, really open to myself in this letter. Mm. Um, and then I read that. I took a few days, didn't read it. Um, then I read it and I was like, wow, I was like, you could, I somehow, I'm not, I'm not very good with um, writing and stuff like that. That's not really what I do, but somehow I managed to word it really, really well. And you can just sense when you read it, um, the desperation, I think the desperation was the actual thing in this, that you can just, you can just sense that desperation at that moment in time. Yeah. And seeing that sober, I was like, wow, something has to change. And just by coincidence, a few days ago, I actually found that letter on my phone. I'd completely forgot about it, to be honest. And yeah. even now, I read it and I was like, "Wow, I was in a really, really dark, bad place." So mm. yeah, that was a re that was a turning point for me. And I definitely, definitely recommend to anyone who's struggling to break the habit. Just yeah. write, write, write a few words to yourself. Just how you're feeling emotionally, physically. You know why you want to stop and so on. Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, that's such a good like. You probably didn't even think of it as a t at the time of like future you, but you must have just thought in the moment like, fuck, I feel so shit right now. Like I just need to like write all my feelings down on paper. I'm a bit like you. I'm so shit at like writing. Well, I'm not very good at writing, but you must have like felt such a like, you probably just typed it all from your brain, like all like really quickly and like didn't even think of it, I guess. But then like looking back at it, it's so powerful. Maybe that's, that's such a good thing that you might still have that on your phone because it'll make you probably when you look back at it recently, you probably thought, wow, like I was, I didn't feel great at that time, but like, look where you are now. And sometimes it takes, um, do you know when you were saying earlier, kind of like, um, oh, like I feel hungover, but that'll go out the weekend after and stuff. I feel like it takes those, like, sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. You have to have those like, times where you've like maybe made some mistakes or you can't remember what you've done like the night before and you kind of those are the like little um what are they called um the little moments that are like little rock bottoms that you kind of look back at and it's like actually no I'm ready to stop now and that's maybe what you've kind of like come to come to now become alcohol free is that kind of right exactly like like you said little rock bottoms but they start adding those together they become yes. a big rock bottom so you don't have to have a major major event yeah happen, but when it's just consistent and you just you just need it to stop then yeah eventually something just clicks in and has to change i totally agree with you it all just like builds up and builds up and it's just like i just don't want to do this anymore exactly yeah i so and connect with what you like with what you said with like like the like thing things that you've done in the past that you regret maybe like wouldn't have happened if it was to do with alcohol and like as much as I've I had such good times when you drink and stuff but in the past but actually like the mistakes that you can make just make you you feel so shit and awful so it's like you could you'd rather just eliminate that and just live alcohol free and it's just amazing isn't it exactly yeah and um th that's the thing for me like it was my drinking it's, it was never a drinking every day it was a binge yeah. drinking it was always um oh i'll just go out and have a few but then literally if i have one drink that plan will go out the window something with alcohol with me 
yeah as soon as it gets in my system anything just plans to be sensible just go out out of the window so it sort of had to be a oh not cut down it had to be stopped completely for me personally yeah stop completely yeah that is that's a good way of doing it um so since you've stopped drinking so uh, do you count days or anything like that or you just know that it's like january that you stopped so that's kind of like seven months now isn't it yeah, so first of January for me is really, really easy to easy to remember. remember. I do also have it, and there's an app you can get called I Am Sober. Yeah, um, the really, really recommend that. I don't look at it anymore. Um, but I did stop last year for like a two month. I had a small period of stopping, and yeah. that was my first time. And on that app, they had things like discussions and milestones and stuff yeah. like that. And that was really, really good because you can speak to other people, seeing things. Oh, cool. Well, um, and also, so who are the same days as you, you know, and I was running, like running alongside other certain people. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah, so it was good. And, but it was also sad to see that people who were built, going up in day, their days of building up with you, they would then put a comment saying, oh, no, I broke last night. I've got to start again. Right. Um, but it, and that can go two ways, you know, but you can either go, well, it's not working for them. It's not going to work for me. Or you can see it as, you know, uh, as an encouragement to keep going you know yeah they've not managed it but you you can keep going some yeah people find the the way of like tracking it so like people do it differently don't they people either count the days or people don't usually do it or people just kind of um take each day as it comes like everyone has their own kind of way of um being able to do it yes um, so what would you say that the benefits to you um, in leading an alcohol-free life since you stopped? Um, absolutely loads. One thing I do, I think, really important to say when I get asked, because I get asked this question a lot. Um, it, it's so hard, it, isn't it, because there's loads of things to say. Yeah. But one, <laughs> the first thing I always say to people, which I think will be surprising, is it takes time. For me personally, it takes time. Um, it took me, I would say about a month to really notice any difference mm-hmm. um because i expected after a week to be like skipping down the street like a new person that that didn't happen for me yeah um, my partner's also just recently stopped drinking around three or four weeks ago and he said the same to me he, he said when when do you notice anything because i feel no different so yes it does it does take time for me and others have said the same but one thing the first things i noticed was was been just been more present in my life. And it's, it's quite hard to explain that. I was just more aware of my life, what was going on, situations, and so on. Um, that was that was one of the first things that I did did notice. Um, life is ridiculously easy now. It mm-hmm. for me, you know, everyone has different lives and different things going on, but my life is so easy now because I don't I don't drink. Um, it's just so simple um I, do, you, I, do you get like weekends off like do you kind of work Monday to, I feel like weekends are like so like long now <laughs> yeah exactly yeah like when I Monday morning I'm ready to go back to work I'm yeah not, like, went too quick I, I'm ready to go to work you know um I, yeah I was like in the gym for like six o'clock this morning and you know that that's most yeah now I'm um, so glad that you brought up the um it takes time thing because I 100% agree with you like there is things that happen quite instantly like in the first month or so like you sleep and better and things like that but I definitely think like if I always say to people if they want to give it a go I definitely say like 100 days is such a good like time to do it because by then you definitely will feel no like especially like the 
clarity you feel and that kind of stuff so I think that's such a good thing that you pointed out yeah yeah definitely and I think maybe that's why a lot of people go back to drinking they can do a few weeks and they're like oh no major changes it's no different drinking to not drinking there's no point I may as well drink and have a good time um, yeah. but yeah so so some other stuff um really for me is it sounds quite cheesy but I know myself a lot better now obviously mm. if you have an alcohol you're you're changing yourself you know you're altering yourself not to be your natural self I now know um like you were just saying about time how much more time we have so now I have that extra time not being hung over I now you know do extra activities to try new things and so on so it's completely changed my lifestyle and you know I am learning a lot more about me as a natural person not an altered person through alcohol um really really big thing for me which which has been a challenge really has but it is a benefit is I've learned who my real friends are mm. um, I have lost some friends from this um unfortunately but it just shows they were alcohol drinking friends yeah. um not real friends and that was hard at first but now I'm over it. it it takes time but you get over it um you know that's life you know not everyone's a friend for life and it's yeah yeah but at the same time, on the flip side, my friends who have stayed around, they have been absolutely incredible. I've been so fortunate, you know, um, like some of them would even come to like, I go to like a sober social group sometimes, like yeah. one of those has come to that with me a few times just to meet new people, stayed sober. Um, so yeah, yeah, you lose. So I've lost friends, but the friends that I've got, I think we've grown, we've grown closer. Like um, me and my, one of my friends went to Barcelona Pride last weekend oh wow he was drinking I wasn't um and he he said the next day he said you d you don't need to go back to drinking he said you're no different drinking yeah I not drinking and I met some random people on like a sky bar at like yeah. one in the morning and I was speaking to them quite a while and then I just mentioned in passing I think mean, they offered me a drink or something and I said oh, I'm not drinking and they were absolutely shocked they're like <laughs> they're like you're dancing around and stuff how do you do it and I said just enjoying the atmosphere and so on um so yeah um and it, and and hand in hand and I enjoyed Barcelona Pride so much because I've been sober yeah like, my friend was like queuing up to get beer and stuff like that because when you're drinking you just want another drink you want you always you know you yeah. want your next drink and so you got to keep yourself topped up but I was like I, I didn't need any of that um, yeah and Again, at the end time, of you get so much more time like if the vibe is right as well if you're in an environment that you love like Barcelona Pride that sounds amazing like meeting other people and just like having conversations that you'll remember and literally waking up in the morning like oh I'm on holiday and I don't feel like shit and it's sunny like and I had a good night last night it's like it's like so weird because I think I always say it's kind of like a little seat like I feel like it's like a little secret that people just need to like try it out because it's amazing <laughs> I, I couldn't word it better myself. It is like a secret. And when it's so funny when people ask you questions that drink, it's like it's like they know that you've got this secret. And like, they want to know about it. And it's like, you, you do have access to this as well. You can just stop drinking and find out. Yeah, you that. can do it as well. <laughs> like, what's it, what's it like? This like secret magical land of being sober. They're like, 
what is it as great as what we hear? And I'm like, just do it and find out, you know. Secret magical land of being sober. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> and we also, it was funny, like, at the end of the night, we make, like, making all these decisions. Yes, go to this club. So massive, massive queue. We weren't going to get it. It was a huge queue. Yeah. And we, if I was drunk, we probably, we would have stood there for hours, probably. But he, yeah. in the end, he was like, look, you're sober. You know what's right here. Should we go? I was like, we should not be in this queue right now. We need to leave. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, yes, go to another bar. And he was like, nah, I'm done. I need to go home now. So, you know, I definitely had more energy staying sober. Yeah. Definitely. Which is really, really weird. Um, it's but, so weird. I found that yeah. as well. I don't know if you've done a wedding or anything yet, but for some reason, all my friends are getting married recently. But like, I've been, I've had three weddings since I've stopped drinking. And honestly, the last wedding that I went to, I was like the last one standing. And I was like, you're with your friends, like, or the music's really good. And it's like, what? How am I? Like, I've not drank all day. And I'm like, literally like, the last one on the dance floor. Even had more, like, so much energy by the end of the night. It's And it, it makes you more excited to, like, be sober for, like, longer. Because it's like, I can do it. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And we, I have been to a wedding. It was, like, in the New Forest. Yeah. And, like, I think if we were drinking, we would have um just booked a room at the hotel. And that was, like, £300 for one night, this hotel. Yeah. And, um, but because I wasn't drinking, I was able to drive and stay at my parents nearby. So, oh, yeah. and it was just, like I say, I saved, like, £300 just for driving for 20 minutes down to my mum and dad's, which if I was drinking, I couldn't have done that. Um, I do drink um, non-alcoholic beers quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that on events, because I help think that helps me blend in a bit more. Yeah. Uh, and people have, yeah, I've had weird reactions to that. People think I'm drinking. Like somebody in my family is like, I saw you drinking, you were drinking. I was like, that was non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. And then I, I, I kept it quiet for the first six months that I don't drink anymore. That okay. was from choice. Just my close friends and family, I told. I didn't want to be make a big deal of it. Like I'm amazing yeah. for not drinking. I kept it quiet. I kept it quite a personal thing. Um, And then I did put like a post on Instagram. People were like that. I've been like, in social events like I had no idea and then even one was like oh but you're drinking again now because I had like a non-alcoholic beer in my hand I was like no not alcohol still not alcohol and I find I find that really helpful because me personally I don't want to stand out for not drinking I just yeah just want to get on and be at, around friends family events and just yeah 100 I I I love the alcohol free drinks as well they're so good aren't they they are yeah the only thing I've struggled with is um wine I can't I can't I've not been able to find a good and um, I can't either. That's the why they always taste like grape juice or something similar to that. Yeah, um, they're not that great. I've not found one either, to be fair. Um, there, there is there is one brand that I found very close and very. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it or not. Yeah, yeah. Ky- Kylie zero percent alcohol prosecco. Oh, I want to try that. The Kylie wine, very very good. So um, for my uh, I think it's my birthday. My partner bought me a bottle, and. Yeah. Um, he normally he was drinking at the time and he drank it and he, he absolutely loved it and he will now buy bottles of it he loves it so yeah. yeah definitely recommend that um also like if you one thing i missed was a pint of beer like especially yeah. in when good weather that's one thing i did miss it wasn't the alcohol i missed i missed just the freshness of it but yeah. um you know brew dog mm-hmm. yeah, brew dog they do like a pint of non-alcohol beer it's the only place i've really found them do a pint yeah um, so if, if you're if you're like just like the taste of certain alcohol drinks but you don't want the alcohol there are alternatives and these days they're absolutely everywhere um yeah. so 
that's one of the things that's putting you off saying, oh, I like the taste of this drink. Nine times out of 10, you can find a, a good alternative. What um what other what other ones that you like do you like? The Prony Zero is my favorite. I love that one. I like that. I quite like the Heineken Zero. Um what I had one, I had a Barcelona, like a local Barcelona one at the weekend, and that was very, very good beer. Um mm. I think I think I had some Gord, and I didn't know when I was funny, when I was drinking, I didn't have Gordon's gin, but yeah. they were they did like a zero percent, like a flavor, like a strawberry or something flavor. That was very good as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite like gin but i do find now though that the longer i go away from drinking i want the taste because some of them try to make it taste like alcohol yeah um, and i find i get further and further away from that now that i like that taste i find yeah. it's not really suiting me anymore yeah i know what you mean i think the main i think the the reason i don't know if, it, if it's for you as well but i think the reason why i like having like a like a pint or something because like you said it kind of just looks like you're like even though you shouldn't feel like you missing out or anything but like it just looks like when you're having drinks or something in the pub garden or whatever it's just nice to have like an alcohol-free pint isn't it like yeah I don't know yeah. I'm I don't maybe one day I'll have like the soda or something but like I, I like just having a pint it just fe- it makes me feel like I'm part of the squad <laughs> exactly yeah and plus because you're out like if you have like a glass of juice or water, you know, you have that at home all day, every day. Yeah. You're having a little bit of a different experience down the pub um, just by having that pint, zero alcohol. Um, so if you had one tip for someone who is sober, curious um, and want to stop drinking, what would your tip be? Oh, I'd probably have to say two things. It would be, first of all, be selfish. Um, really, really important. Um you've got to put yourself first when you're starting out um the one thing that i'm finding that's really really helping me get through is that the situations i'm in if mm. i don't if i'm in a, a situation where sometimes i get some social anxiety which would be easier if i was drinking so now i don't put myself in those situations where mm-hmm. big big groups of people i get invited to them, but i just say no that's just not for me at this time um and on the flip side, for example, um, at the weekend at Barcelona Pride, I was in a situation where I was actually just getting a bit bored and there was drunk chats go on and stuff like that. And I said to my friend, you know what? I'm just going to go. You stay here. Have a great time. I'm going to go. He says, I just don't want to be here right now. Yeah. And it's funny, though. And he said, oh, no, no, wait, I'll come with you. So we went and we actually ended up going to like a bar, which was all um, like a big, massive party going on. And we were just dancing around. So, you know. I was so a lot. I find myself actually like I think a lot of people want to take themselves out of drunk situations. You would think, oh, they want to go to get away from it. I actually wanted to do the opposite and put myself in more of a party atmosphere and be in a really good atmosphere. Yeah. Up. Um. So it. Yeah. So if I'm bored and that, I'd say, look, I'm out of here. I just can go to a club or something like that and just make have the atmosphere. You know that you're in the people around you, the music and so on. Give make that give you the good night, not the alcohol. You know um, what you want as well, isn't it? Because it's like, I I completely can understand what you're saying. And it's like boundaries as well. It's like when when you're done, you're done. And it's when, when people are like, oh, no, stay. I'm literally like, no, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've got to be quite pretty done. This is what I want. And, you know, there's no, because yeah. you're, cause you're level-headed, because you're sober, you know, like you said, you know what you want. You know what you don't want. 
Yeah. Um, I would also say, say tip would be, which I think is very important, is just be patient and not be hard on yourself. Mm. Um, and be realistic, yeah. Um, but definitely, definitely be patient. You know, if you if you want to stop drinking and then you you have a drink, no, don't don't be hard on yourself. You know, you, you've already made one step. Say you did it for like two weeks. That's two weeks that maybe you would you would have been drinking. So you're already you've already yeah. started. You've already yeah. made a step. Um, you know, you were saying about like stepping stones and that. That's just like a little stepping stone, and just build up. You know, like I said, I did around two months last year. But then I went on holiday. It was an all-inclusive, and we literally had bar optics in our room. I thought, not going to happen. I'm going to. What's bar optics? You know, like in the pumps in the bar. Did you? Yeah, we had that in the room. Oh so my I god! Knew. Yeah, I I knew, and it's funny after that that time though, we went to the airport. And I had my first drink in two months. Yeah, I absolutely hated the taste of alcohol. Really? Uh, yeah. So how did that feel then? What was that like? I I just absolutely all I could taste was alcohol in my first drink after two Whoa. months, um, and I just I didn't even finish it. And they were like really expensive cocktails. I was really angry at myself because <laughs> like I should want these, I should, but I just did not. Um, but then I had a few drinks, and then that did go away. But I I'd found though after two months, I'd massively cut down drinking. I didn't on that holiday. I didn't get drunk at all. So yeah, so it's all just about being patient, stepping stones, and maybe go back drinking and do a bit longer and just build yourself up yeah that's such a good tip because it's like being patient is a really good thing to say because like there might be listeners that I think that are just not stopped drinking yet or they might want to just have like a few months off because they feel like shit because when they do drink or whatever but like you can just not do it for a couple of months if you want like you don't have to do it for like forever um and that's a good like that's why there's that's what I want to share on this podcast is just like there is a life without you don't have to have it and you have you can have a good time without it even like we've just said now even probably a better time <laughs> without yeah yeah um, and I, so yeah I was gonna just gonna say yeah so I've given myself a, like a year from to do no drinking but actually the longer it's got here now and I think something really clicked on the sixth month yeah um, I don't think I will go back to drinking it was going to be a year there's been so many benefits now. I just, there's just no point. There's yeah. no for me personally. Yeah. So I did give myself a goal of a year, but I've pretty much dropped that now and just, it's just going to be stay sober. Yeah. And I feel like you, you, you're not putting too much pressure on yourself either. Like you're kind of saying as well, like I want to do the year. I want to do more, but if I do have a drink, it won't be the end of the world because I know that I can do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So I guess our final question is: In one word, what does living alcohol-free mean to you? Just carefree for me. Carefree. Uh, yeah. Just no, no hassle, no drama. Just go through my life. Just have a great time. Yeah. No hassle. Just all carefree. All good. What I literally agree with you one hundred percent. It is just like so carefree and free. <laughs> um well thank you so so much for our chat today I really really enjoyed it loads of things that you said I like full-on like I don't know you just can connect with other people that are doing the same thing so like so deeply because it's like oh my god I feel like that Ah, I feel like that as well it's like it's just like I feel like when I don't know it's just exciting like talking to other people about it because you just know how they feel um but um if anyone well if you're happy to are you if anyone wants to find you online or anything like that where can they find you 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so Instagram is the best place. Um, and that is Carl, C-A-R-L underscore M underscore P. Um, yeah, drop me a message. Got any questions? Go, go for it. Always happy to help people trying to um, get sober. Um, and yeah, thank you for having me. Like, this is a great thing you're doing, doing this podcast. So I really appreciate having me, having me on. Oh, thank you so much, Carl. Um, well, enjoy the rest of your weekend, whatever you're doing. And I'll speak to you soon. Nice one, right? Thank you. Bye. Once again, thank you so much for listening. If you want to find me online, I am on Instagram at Sober Gay Podcast. I am also on TikTok under at the Sober Gay underscore. I'll see you next week.